This is the Women's Protection and Empowerment Podcast, where we give space to talking about women and girls in humanitarian settings. I'm Christy Crabtree. For nearly every woman of a reproductive age, menstruation is a part of our lives. It's a natural and regularly occurring experience. Women and girls should have the ability to manage their menstrual health. This includes knowledge and dignity. Yet in many settings, especially humanitarian, women and girls are instead faced with stigma or undignified methods for management. And at times, this can mean isolation and unsafe practices that compromise women and girls' well-being. I'm joined today by Tazita Tedessa, the Community Wellbeing Initiative Assistant Coordinator in IRC's Ethiopia office, to talk about a unique initiative of IRC's approach to this issue. Welcome, Tazita. Thank you, Christine. So let's start with some background on menstrual hygiene management. UNICEF and the World Health Organization define adequate menstrual hygiene management as the ability and access to safe and clean products to absorb and collect menstrual blood, the ability to change these products in privacy, and with access to soap, water, and safe disposal. So why do you think this is an important issue? So it's, it's really very crucial for women and girls, I believe, because it's a hygienic and dignity matter. And particularly for my context, countless women and girls, sanitary pad has been unaffordable and a luxury. And also, this issue has, has not really given attention to it, though it has a lot of consequences related to school dropout uh, and also regular attendance problem with adolescent girls. And also there are problems related to GPV risk. For instance, specifically to the program I have been working, women and girls during menstruation, they went to far places like to the riverside or to the bush to keep their hygiene, especially during menstruation. And they do it at night. So it really creates an opportunity for perpetrator to violate them such as rape, abduction, and sexual assault really happen during those times. So this has been really a root cause of GPP, school dropout, school attendance rate has been a key causes due to the menstruation management. There is also a problem with sexual exploitation and abuse because girls who don't have any means of income they are forced to get into sex for exchange of some cash for parts. So due to different reasons, I believe that it's very crucial, based on my experience that I've been working with women and girls in emergency setting uh, and also refugees and as well in the local community. So you mentioned that sometimes women and girls are going down to the river. What are some of the other unsafe practices that women and girls are doing to manage menstruation? Women and girls have a different mechanism to manage menstruation like sitting over the rocks or mud during menstruation that could absorb the blood and also some of them use a false banana for menstrual hygiene management and also there is a locally available textile called abujedi it's a cotton fabric material with a cheaper price so they use that kind of locally available for menstrual hygiene management so for some of them who can afford, though they are living in a cartridge area, there is a town that they can access small shop which can provide a sanitary pad, but it's very expensive. And uh, to afford that, either they need to have sex for exchange for cash or 
Sometimes uh, they need to go for a distance place and it's very expensive. So it's, it's really unmanageable for them to access sanitary napkin that modern society can use it. So they mainly focused on the locally available material. A lot of risks in these activities and it really minimizes women and girls opportunities to be part of community life, to attend school, to earn an income. All of these activities are affected. So. How did IRC get involved in changing menstrual hygiene management? The IRC has been involved in this process because our project team in the field has observed that girls really missing classes and also the dropout of class has been like increased time to time. And when they had undertaken an assessment, it's due to menstrual hygiene management and it has been revealed as one of key reasons. So. What we have done is we had a further discussion with blood restriction, parent caregivers, gender clubs, and girls themselves, so that we have learned that uh, it's really a serious problem to the girls in particular. So IRC has determined to introduce sanitary pads uh, to adolescent girls, particularly where one of our projects has been implemented in Southern Mission Nationality in Bensa District. The thing is, after we introduce the sanitary pad to adolescent girls, we have learned that the management, the utilization, and the price is very expensive and it's not a sustainable way of managing menstruation for adolescent girls. So we further had a discussion to introduce sanitary napkins, which are reusable from locally available materials which are affordable and can be processed by the girls themselves. So was it a smooth process for IRC to decide to start producing their own sanitary pads or what were the barriers and how did you overcome them? It was not an easy task because the community attitude, the the acceptance, and also the girls' perception to understood, it was not like an easy task and an easy process for us, but we have managed it through different strategies. But just to mention on the barriers, uh, we had a cognitive resistance because they were not aware of these uh, strange materials and also the knowledge and understanding. And also from the girls' perspective, there was a fear because they have not used it uh, previously. Like they have been using false banana leaf or some cotton fabric materials. So when we introduced sanitary pad, it was it was very difficult for them based on the attitude, the cultural attitudes, uh, and also the traditional stigmas, the isolation, things like that was was really make it hard. So what strategies did you come up with to move past those barriers? We had gone through different strategies, like in terms of enge- engagement of community members, like the traditional leaders, religious leaders. Uh, like we had a parent caregiver discussion on a regular manner, so we have included menstrual hygiene management session in it, and also mini and mass campaign about sensitizing on menstrual hygiene management, including sanitary pad, and consultative meeting with girls because girls were the center of our program, and their voice really matters. So we had a discussion with them, and the decision making process has been there from the girls and had also invited uh, different experts like health experts so that they can mention the consequence of using those traditional techniques. So this really helped us a lot 
and we goes to translate in order to familiarize the, man the management, the utilization, as well as uh, the new reusable sanitary pad uh, in the context. Beyond the consultations, how have the girls been involved in the process of production? Girls have been directly involved in the sanitary pad production with IRC initiative. So girls have been involved in the sanitary production with uh, different processes. IRC has engaged them through experience sharing with a factory which produces reusable sanitary pads just to familiarize with the concept. And then uh, we, uh, the IRC had create an opportunity for them 10 days of vocational training on sanitary pad production with the professional trainers. So they had got the opportunity to produce sanitary pads and how to produce it with uh, locally available materials. So after that, what we do is we have purchased a sewing machine and distributed in the safe space to purchase safe space. Uh, and then the girls get the opportunity to practice uh, what they have been trained for. So they have been getting the opportunity to produce it at the safe space and at their home based on the training that have been provided. So they're producing these pads for themselves, but also for other family members and the girls clubs, is that right? Yeah, so after experiencing it, currently they are producing for themselves, for their mother, for the sisters, and also for gender clubs because there are girls who, do, who doesn't have any access and opportunity to this kind of materials, which really a root cause, as we mentioned earlier, for dropout and frequent absenteeism in the class. So the beneficiary girls of the IRC is currently providing sanitary pad for gender clubs so that they can support other peer girls, uh, which is really interesting. So what has been the impact on this for girls receiving the sanitary pads? It had a lot of impacts. It can be measured qualitatively and quantitatively in a technical manner. But what we observe and document is they have started to produce sanitary pad by their own at home and at the safe space because IRC has provided a sewing machine in the safe space and made uh, giving an opportunity for girls to produce sanitary pad by their own because we have trained them and conduct an experience sharing visit with other business companies who produce reusable sanitary pad. So girls are now able to produce sanitary pad by their own at their home and at the safe space, uh, which is really very interesting because without the IRC existence, they can be able to produce by their own and can give it to the sisters, mothers, gender club members, so uh, it's really been helpful. What about the impacts on self-esteem or empowerment? It's really increased their self-confidence because now they don't have any fear to go to the public place, though they, they are on menstruation. Previously, during menstruation, they don't go to public places like market, pool, water point, because there is a fear and stigma which is attached to it. Girls and women who are on menstruation, they need to have, they need to stay in a separate uh, home so that they cannot touch any utensil where the family can use it because they believed and perceived as unclean. So this time they confirmed that they can be clean though there is, they are on menstruation. 
going back to some of the original reasons why you got into this initiative, have there been impacts on dropout rates or um, involvement with the community? So this is also an impact. Dropout and absenteeism has been reduced dramatically, and we believe that uh, this, my, this menstrual hygiene management can be one of the root causes. And girls, parents, committee members start to talk about menstruation like boldly and out loud in the community. Previously, it, it was like very stigmatized and you can't talk about it in a public places. Even in the church and ritual ceremony, those girls who are on menstruation cannot mingle with other committee members due to culture and uh, hygienic issues. So now it's, it's not been a taboo anymore. So this could be really an impact. So an impact on individual girls, but also on the broader community. What have you heard from girls involved in this project? What do they have to say about having access to the sanitary pads? Currently, those girls who are involved in it saying that menstruation is natural. It's natural, so they, they cannot take it or like, they cannot say it shouldn't happen because it's natural, biological. They believe on that. And they're saying that based on the, the natural issue, they shouldn't be stigmatized or isolated because of having menstruation. And they also say that this is biological, natural, and also it has a benefit. So we shouldn't be isolated or stigmatized in the committee because of it. And they are currently they are now part of a solution because they are producing sanitary pads for their own. And so the availability of sanitary pads increases access opportunities for women and girls by reducing their isolation. And in these cases, this also provides an opportunity to learn technical skills in the production of the sanitary pads. Really, the impact here is at the individual level for each girl and also at the community level. Safe and dignified menstrual hygiene management is an essential human right and takes increased access to information accompanied by the right products and processes, like pads and washing facilities, and the acceptance of the community, positive social norms for safe and dignified menstrual hygiene management practices to flourish. Thanks for joining us today, Tazita. Thanks, Christine. And thanks, everyone, for listening. Safety, voice, respect. Join the WPE movement.